Greetings and welcome to the Franz Barden Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom. And want to let you know, as always, or maybe not as always, because I forget to say it, but I have a digital class out. And the link is going to be in the show notes below. And I'm an executive spiritual coach for Franz Barden practitioners. And really, you know, I'll be a coach with anything involved with mysticism. Doesn't have to be Barden if that's not where you're at in your own path, but you're just kind of listening to this podcast as kind of part of your um, collection of mystical teachings, so to speak. Uh, But here we are at step 10 at the end, and lots of higher abilities in this step, more so than any other step. And Barton kind of just pummels them all on you at the end, in the last step, you know, in the physical schooling even, not the soul schooling, which it almost sounds like these kind of, these higher abilities kind of involve, uh, well, the body and the soul and the spirit. So, uh, but they're, they're kind of at the end. And one thing that comes to mind that I think is important to kind of meditate on and integrate is with all these just amazing capacities, I mean, stopping the weather, power over life and death, invisibility, levitation, uh, you know, mind reading. I mean, all these just extremely high capacities that are almost just out of a superhero movie. Um, The thing is, if you're on the light side, and I kind of assume my listeners are on the light side, dark side people don't really seem to gravitate to Barden quite as much. So I'll give all y'all the benefit of the doubt. And and so I'm really not talking ethically here, um, that said. Um, I'm not talking about using these capacities for um, ill-doing in any way. I'm really just talking about the fact of integrating, like, are you really ready to claim this kind of power? You know, I mean, in a sense, I think a lot of times people get into magic or esotericism or the occult or alchemy or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, wanting power and can be afraid of actually having that power too, you know. Would you be able to uh, be okay with claiming this kind of power in your day-to-day living, you know? How would you go about it? And um, the good news is you can kind of claim this power and claim these higher abilities without necessarily having to do wonders with them, you know? I mean, it's not like you get all these abilities and and Yoda appears and, like, gives you a mission to save the planet or, you know, like the Matrix where you are the chosen one, you know? I, I don't really think it happens that way. I think magicians do attain these capacities and more often than not, are fairly silent about it, or fairly just secretive, or fairly just kind of going about their business, you know, as usual. They're just uh, magicians, and they do their daily practices, and they claim all these higher abilities. 
and go about your business. So, you, you know, you can claim these higher abilities and go on your life as it, you've always lived your life. You, you know, you don't, don't feel, I mean, sure, work for good, work for compassion for all sentient beings, as some Buddhist would say, but uh, you don't necessarily have to do anything, you know, you can just kind of keep it quiet. And, um, you know, I'm not really one to talk because I have a YouTube page and a podcast and here I am kind of uh, sharing so much stuff with, with all of you. But, um, you know, um, I, I'm probably not going to share too much about the higher abilities because, you know, I, th I think it's kind of good to just kind of keep these in silence and, and go about your business. But um, for me, anyways, what what I'll say is it was hard to, to grant myself that power because, you know, with all the work done in the previous nine steps, there's a deep humility and reverence and respect for all of this. And sometimes that humility can go too far and can almost be this weird kind of passive deflation where, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be ready to claim this kind of power and be okay with it. It's it's hard to get power you're not really ready to have, you know, and sure, you can get ready. You can move before you're ready. You can be ready in process, but that is part of this, you know, are you comfortable claiming all of this power? Do you trust yourself? Do you think you'd be okay having this power to do these wondrous things, the holy mysteries, you know, stopping the weather, um, you know, flying around the room, you know, like, I mean, um, all of these things, are you really ready to claim some of them? And, you know, it's maybe a little hard to get ready for it because, you know, at a certain point, I feel like, in this work, which is also mysticism, you know, for Barden, magic and mysticism are interchangeable. So this is also mysticism. And what can happen is just a contentment with being full of, you know, vitality and love and light and the grace of the Akasha and, you know, that kind of feeling of having peace of mind in your life can almost be uh, really better than uh, attaining all of these abilities. And, and so that's kind of what's happened to me. There's been a, um, you know, there's been at times and and still, where, you know, a lot of times I feel like, well, you know, the best thing is um, peace of mind, you know, like it's not necessarily the higher abilities, but, you know, in order to, to get the higher abilities, you got to be okay claiming the power. And so we're claiming the power. And I'll mention another thing in this, it almost goes without saying, but I haven't really talked about it yet, is that 
you know, a lot is kind of, the waters are muddy when it comes to magic in um, the 21st century, because we have a lot of people performing shows in stage magicians that are really just illusionists. They're not necessarily magic in a spiritual, mystical sense. They're illusionists. And there's even mind-reading techniques that can be done. And there's techniques for hypnosis. That's a whole field now. And, you know, those two things are mentioned in the higher abilities. So Barden gives the spiritual, mystical way to do this. But, you know, it's like there's also just kind of a um, skill you can learn without necessarily going to the spiritual in any capacity. And so, um, you know, people learn those skills. And so so it's not quite as, uh, as much a spiritual thing. And, um, you know, some people, some illusionists can kind of tell what you're thinking or they can you know like um recognize where objects come from like psychometry without necessarily going to the spiritual so it's kind of like barden's the real deer deal like he's actually giving the the spiritual way to do this so you know he's a true magus um and um you know, has the Philosopher's Stone, which is very different from what these illusionists do. But the waters are kind of muddy with some of this, almost like it's not worth, you know, mentioning too much um, other than to, you know, kind of say this. And uh, yeah, there's magicians that will levitate with cords, you know, it'll be a trick, you know, a fine cord pulling them and obviously it'll be on video and um you know it'll kind of just be a trick but it's just kind of like um the only the only uh famous one that i really like of the illusionist is david blaine because he does endure endurance stuff and performance stuff that's not even necessarily illusionist stuff or magic stuff, but just kind of physical feats. And do I think he meditates? Yes. Do I think he's spiritual? Absolutely. You know, he he can do these amazing things of being in cold water for a long time, or, you know, going without food for a long time. I mean, um, he he can really keep going in in a way that's... uh, just incredible and there's a deep you know humility he has too he's a nice guy you know he's not a jerk about things so um you know that having said it's kind of a side note but all of this is worth talking about if i'm gonna have a franz barden podcast so the spirit schooling in this has to do with going to the kingdoms of the elements and um you know, uh, Barton does mention in this final chapter, there are ways to travel which don't involve walking outside of the body. As I've mentioned before, too, Barton kind of gives it um, some air time uh, mentioning it. But, um, you know, going to the kingdom of the elements, uh, man, I just really don't like talking to the gnomes. I mean, um, uh, 
I've seen them, but I, I'm really not re really ready to talk to them. And, um, you know, that's just where I'm at, you know? I mean, it's kind of like uh, the sylphs, uh, you know, the... I mean, anything really in the air um, element uh, I've heard from, um, engaged with, heard, heard, heard a lot of wisdom and a lot of deep, uh, profound stuff, uh, certainly at different times. Um, but yeah, going to these kingdoms can be interesting. And Barton says there's a lot to learn from these kingdoms and um, you know, you can travel, um, to these kingdoms just, uh, from your room, you can use the magic mirror. That's the interesting thing about these higher abilities and steps is it's really just skills we've already learned in the lower steps that are just kind of honed and fine tuned. And you just end up having more and more ways to do different things, whether it's Akashic magic or, you know, uh, practices with the elements or using the magic mirror, you know, or, um, you know, and I mean, the suggestion, the hypnosis, that all kind of start, starts in the auto-suggestion and the impregnation, the visualization, you know, that all kind of comes into play. And so um, it's really, it's really just kind of honing the same skills. And so you can travel to these kingdoms of the elements and um, learn from these guys or not. It may not be something that interests you. You know, Barden says you can kind of choose what you want to specialize in. It's not necessary to learn all of the abilities, although they're all so kind of interesting and appealing. You almost uh, want to. And... Um, so, yeah, the spirit schooling's about going to higher planes with the spirit. Um, the soul schooling's about communion with uh, your personal deity, communion with God. And it's really kind of a way of talking to a deity with, in, in all the different deities, it's kind of like these are the many faces of God. These are the many faces of the one God. So all the different deities in the world religions are all just facets uh, and manifestations of the one God behind it all. And so that's kind of the deal with uh, the hermetic cosmology of Barden. And so talking to these different deities, um, you know, can also be a thing. Do you want to claim that power? Do you want to really be able to... Um, become a god-man, which is basically what Barden is talking about, or does that kind of, like, give you, like, a hesitation, like, that's a no-no, like, there's been some sort of early religious training that got to you at a young age of, that's just a big no-no, and, and so you're not really ready to do it, and maybe uncomfortable doing it, and that's fine. You and you could try to do it, and you know, not really be successful. And um, the good news is, your personal deities and different deities are, you know, they're not going to hurt you. They're not like, um, you know, some uh, spirit you evoke that could turn on you and 
take advantage of you if your power was weak. That's really not going to happen when you're in the realm of God. So it's kind of like, are you really ready to claim this power and um, talk to God that uh, is personal and uh, like an equal? And so um, that's another thing you've got to be ready to do, you know, and ready to claim all that power. And, and then, in, and then in the f- physical schooling is where he lists everything, you know, the telepathy, the mind reading, the practices with the elements, the, uh, exteriorization, you know, um, hypnosis, uh, psychometry, levitation, invisibility, power over life and death, uh, really all of these things that are just so powerful that I'll make separate videos or separate pod, both actually separate videos and separate podcasts about. And so, um, you know, um, we'll see how that goes, you know, with the levitation, which is kind of an interesting thing. And definitely there's people that do it, you know, it's not like it's unheard of. Um, you know, you may have even heard of people, um, or come across readings or teachings where, um, you know, people levitate and just kind of have a sense that, yeah, yeah, there's a good amount of people on the planet right now that can levitate, um, you know, how much and how much they can control it, you know, I'm not necessarily sure. There can be a fear of levitation, like, and, and the way to do it is getting full, uh, I mean, there's two ways to do it, one's with the electromagnetic fluid, like, kind of canceling getting so dense that it cancels out the gravity and one is um filling yourself with the air element i think that's probably the simpler one to do um in my opinion but um the other method could hit you as uh more the method you want to take uh when you come this far and filling yourself with the air element so much that you rise up and uh you know you can want to levitate and then all of a sudden be afraid of it like oops am i gonna like shoot at the ceiling and like sprain my neck on the ceiling (laughs) like i mean do i need to do this outside in case i go haywire i mean what if I go up and then I kind of lose the flow of the air element and I come down and I, um, you know, turn my leg and break my uh, shin or ankle, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, the physical injury aspect can kind of come into play uh, as a fear. And that's kind of all with, with all of this, you know, there can be fears because you can kind of see where some of it might like go wrong in some ways. And if you weren't able to control it, it would be, uh, you know, highly inconvenient if you became invisible and weren't able to become visible again. Um, but I think that once you, uh, I, I think you would probably be graced by divine providence and um, 
begin gradually and that would be the way to do it just do a little bit and then a little bit more and kind of work your way up to it it's kind of like this whole process throughout initiation into hermetics is working your way up to things so yes it's all the elements and it's all auto suggestion and visualization and uh impregnation and um elements and akasha and electromagnetic fluid it's all the same skills that are used to master all of these higher abilities and so um it it's 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 just you keep going and you need to hone the abilities to where they're so strong and powerful and you may need a teacher you may need to find your own you may want to find your own way um but there's all sorts of different ways to work with all of this um it's kind of endless barden has given us the tools and the skills to get these abilities it's just how much are we going to use those skills and continue to hone them, continue to practice them to where they're at a level to attain these higher abilities? And Barton in this chapter does a lot of plugging of the next uh, two books in the series, and there will be more ways to get these abilities in the next book, The Practice of Magical Evocation. And so uh, you may want to try a few of these and then just go on to the practice of magical invocation. You may want to spend a a lot of time with all of them. Uh, The ball is really in your court with this. But claiming all of this power, you know, are you ready to claim this power? Um, Or do you think you would have a hard time mentally having this power and um you know maybe maybe you think you just feel really uncomfortable you'd feel like a different person you'd get worried i mean it could give in to like all sorts of different um you know fears of different kinds of like having this power and not knowing what to do with it and do you just start talking to people and venting to people you can certainly vent to me we could set up a zoom session and you can vent to me about all of this because i sometimes think just doing this work is something where you know you want somebody to talk to about it um you know i mean it's kind of hard to um you know just kind of keep it all to yourself you feel like maybe you'd explode and sure the temple uh, one of the pillars of solomon's temple is silent but how much can you hold the power and i mean sure it is great to be silent about everything but like how much can you hold all the power because the silence doesn't give the power uh you know is a way of not giving the power away you know sometimes giving the power away is um you know talking about it more and talking about things and so the silence is a way to kind of guard that power but sometimes it can get to be too much and you just need to 
vent and process it. So I think there's some psychological processing that continues all throughout this work in initiation into hermetics. I mean, the astral mirror continues. The psychology of the self and the talents and where we're weak and which element is weak and which character defects are still kind of troubling us that we still need to work on. There's psychological work that continues in some form in this whole process of initiation into hermetics. So, um, you know, and the vacancy of mind should continue and the magic of water impregnation that should continue. I mean, all of these things in the early stages and the early steps of Barden should con- you c- should continue to do them throughout this work, and uh, definitely take care of yourself and um, you know get plenty of rest, eat plenty of food. You know, like um, take care of your basic needs and. Um, cause there's, there's the, your whole life for the work. I don't think you need to hurry about this. And, you know, if you're stuck on a step, some people get stuck on step one and I, I feel like they're getting stuck on step one because they're setting the bar too high for step one. I mean, Barton's not saying you have to be a Zen master with vacancy of mind. He's just saying you have to get there and be able to hold it for, you know, I think I, I forget what he says, but it's something like five minutes or 10 minutes. I mean, it's not like, you know, forever. I mean, um, you just have to kind of learn the skill of getting your mind vacant and start the journey with that emptiness, um, really that emptiness and that um, presence and thoughtlessness and just kind of being in the here now and being present in the great here now, which I've talked about is great for vacancy of mind. If you're still not there, that's important to continue because that's, um, that's kind of the enlightenment journey, really. That's the, that's the journey of enlightenment. And, the more enlightened you can become as you do this work, the easier it's going to be to do this work. And um, yeah, that's in the spirit. The more enlightened your spirit, the more your soul and your physical body can be um, enveloped by your spirit and you can feel all three dimensions. And that's a great point to get to. So, um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. And, um, you know, I've talked long enough, but, uh, I apologize if I didn't go through some of this more, but there'll be more videos coming about the capacities and I wish you all the best. It's a tough time in the world. It's, uh, the world's in uh, a lot of pain and a lot of suffering right now. So, Um, take care of yourself and and take care of your, uh, well, the people that are important to you. And so uh, many blessings and I will talk to you on the next podcast.